This nation was established on two concepts, the first being able to worship before our God openly, the second being freedom of speech. Men and women paid with their lives for this freedom. As we live our lives, what do we do? We party away our existence. While pharmaceutical companies and government control us with mind-altering substances, leaving us in a broken state of social anxiety, depression, and suicide. Feeling like we're not heard. Ultimately ending up as a pawn behind bars. This nation is falling apart because the church stopped being the church. We need to return to our first love. We need to lift up Jesus. There's only one way to fix this. Honoring God. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. And that is Amber. And we are here tonight, today. It's actually tonight for us, but it's going to be today when you hear this. And we are here to talk about honoring God. Um, but before we do that, we're going to, Amber, you're going to tell everybody about how they can get a hold of us, what we want to hear about, all that good stuff. So go ahead and give them the spiel. So you can get a hold of us on our Facebook page, Indeed and In Truth. It's or, Indeed and In Truth. Or I discovered get, that the hard way. Or you can get a hold of us on our email address, Indeed and in Truth Ministries at gmail.com. Or that's about it. That's right. That's it for right now. We got yeah. a website coming we, up. Uh, we do have a website coming up. Um, But you can send us out reports. Praise record, records. Records. Yeah. You can send them praise records right in here. And then. Um, or prayer requests. <laughs> yeah. That's what or your prayer requests. Yeah, that's what our business card says. Um, or, you know, just your testimonies, whatever you want to do. Um, we're glad to listen. Yeah, definitely. And we're always willing to share those things. If you guys want to share those things, you know, we're slowly growing and we're creeping up on 200 people, I think, that follow us and like us on Facebook. Woo-hoo. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and we have officially broke the 800 marker, so we've had a total of 800 plays on all the podcasts and stuff that we've done overall. Um, so we've almost done a thousand plays in a year. That's awesome. Um, so for you know, for us absolutely paying for no advertisement or anything like that, that's pretty impressive uh, to accomplish. So I, I'm I'm excited because I think we might release like a special thing or something like that when we break a thousand. So. Share around, you know, share, you know, we, we can only reach so many people. Um, you know, this is definitely something that everybody could do. If, if we had, uh, every person who liked our Facebook page would listen to our podcast and share it, uh, there's a potential for almost 2000 people to hear and see what it is that's going on. If not more. Yeah. If not more, you know, what happens if they like it and they share it and more people, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of the idea. So, you know, it's something I really, really am believing that. Um, you know, people can do this. This is not mm. a hard thing to do. It's not a hard thing to ask. Now, if you're sharing it and nobody's listening to it, well, then you're sharing it and nobody's listening to it. You know, no big deal. Um, but I definitely, it's definitely doable. Um, and I've done the math and, and you know, I, everything's always in a perfect world, right? If things were in a perfect world, uh, you know, you'd always get those numbers and you don't always get those numbers. No big deal. But uh, so... If you guys are just tuning in, we just finished a series or segment of the series on marriage, and that was a four-part thing that we did, and uh, everybody it was, was... It was pretty powerful. Yeah, I think people were pretty locked in on wanting to do the finance thing. Amber was already getting on me about this. I was about to say, I thought you said something about doing finances, but you done switched things up on me, so... 
Well, I was going to do finances, um, but as I was thinking about doing the finances and stuff like that, like I really don't have anything else that can be said about it. Um, you know what I mean? Like that's just that was really just kind of it. There's not really a whole lot more you could say. You know, you want to honor God in finances, tithe. Yeah. I don't have anything else to tell you. Tithe. Um, you know, if I was to show my books off, you know, I keep books on everything we tithe and all of our offerings and stuff like that. If I showed my books off, you know, and you take that and look at that, because total up for the year, your tithe would be for the year 10% of whatever you gross that year. Right. Um, right. That would be, yeah. you know, we're not your net, your gross. And so if you was to see what I tithe versus what I make, it would just blow your mind. So <laughs> I won't get into that. But. I was actually listening to a preacher today. She was talking about um, the um, how, like, back in, like, the older times, like, the biblical times and stuff, they used to do, like, the Lamb of Christ and – or not the Lamb of Christ. They would do um, the Lamb. Like they would bring a lamb and a dove or a pigeon or something in for sacrifice. Um, and she was talking about how if they didn't have enough, they would bring in like two doves or two pigeons, you know, two birds or whatever. And she was talking about how Mary and Joseph were actually in that, you know, lower income, what would be considered the lower income range. And she was talking about how they had brought in two birds and it's only mentioned like one or two times in the Bible. I think it was in Luke she shared, but I can't remember the exact verses. I wish I would have wrote it down, but she was talking about that. And um, it just amazed me because she was talking about how they didn't have anything, but what they were rich in people lacked. And she was just going on about that. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like where some people are rich, other people lack, but where, you know, some people lack, other people are rich in, and it just, you don't really look at that that way, I guess. So I just thought it was really cool that she had really talked about that because she, and then she made a comment and I thought it was really cool. She said, you know, even though they didn't have a lamb to sacrifice, she was carrying the sacrificial lamb for the whole world. So I thought that right. was really cool. So, um... I guess it's time to tell everybody that this is the final episode of the Honoring God series. Um, we have done 25 episodes, which is probably longer than most seasons would run. And some, some seasons probably do run longer. Um, but I feel like in these 25 episodes, we have really given everybody a a good scratch at the surface. You know, we we talked about various things. We've talked about honoring God in our marriage. We talked about honoring God in his creation. Uh and yes, we're talking about the segment we did on politicians and gay people. Um you know, you you have to love those people whether they're saved yet or not. They have the potential to be saved. They have the potential to become new creations. Um they have the potential to receive salvation and you still have to honor them and you still have to love them. Uh, it does not mean that you're condoning what they're doing. And no, we're not condoning what they're doing. And I don't agree with what they're doing. But I still have to love them. It's not Go our ahead. job to condemn them. It's not our jo job to judge them. It's our job to love them through it. It's our job to bring them to Christ. And how can we do that if we're saying, you're wrong. You're not supposed to be doing that. Right. That's not how you're supposed to be Like, I'm it. just starting to see all this crazy mess about deconstruction and all this other, all this other crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, in reality... Uh, I'm not going to pass out comments on it, but I will say this about the entirety of the it thing. Is, it's so. 
basically deconstruction, what people are identifying as deconstruction is you have um, a large, uh, and actually I'll just say his name, John Cooper, actually on his podcast, Cooper Stuff, he pointed out that we have Christian leaders um, that are, uh, they're leaning left on all of the things biblical, you know, mm-hmm. and they're making excuses as to why these things would be acceptable in a modern world. And that's fine if that's what you want to believe. Um, but the word has never changed. And I don't care what you think. We talked about that, remember? God's yeah. sovereignty. And we've talked about honoring God at his word. And we've talked about honoring God and and prayer and thinking right and living right and all these other things. So Not just that, but listened, I was reading just the other day where it said something about making sure that you, you have a sound doctrine and a firm foundation right. and stuff. Well, like you know, your lifestyle is reflecting what doctrine you're taught. Mm-hmm. You know, if you walk in power, you've been taught, uh, you know, because the Bible says without holiness, no man will see God. And if there's anything I've learned, uh, especially in this fast track that I've been in in the last you know year or two, um, you know, there is a level of consecration and separation that if people want me or Amber to function uh, at the capacity that God wants us to confun- you know, to function at, they get so used to seeing that out of us, you know, and then they get upset when they can't spend all this time with us. You know, they want to spend every single day around us, but they don't understand that consecration and separation is a part of the reason why when they are around us, they want to be around us. Right. You know, they don't understand that. Um, and so they get upset when we're not inviting them to come spend time with us all the time. And they don't, you know, we're not making all this extra room for them. And it's like, it's not because we don't love you. And it's not because we don't want to. Sometimes no. we're we're just in tune with what God wants, and sometimes He says, "Not right now." Well, and that's the reality is because that's it right there. God, son, you know, there's plenty of times. Um, you know, I've had some people who's gotten super upset um, because uh, you know they thought that um, you know they they wanted to spend some extra time with us. They wanted to do this, or they wanted to do this. And I actually just had a conversation with someone even today. I said, you know, I said, I only attach to who God tells me to attach to. Right. I don't attach to anybody just because they want to attach and they want to spend time with me. Doesn't mean that I don't like you, but I'm not interested in attaching if God didn't give me direction to. Now, I know that seems kind of broad, but or not necessarily broad. That's not the word to describe that. Um, What would be the word? Maybe brutish. It sounds rude to say that, um, but I don't mean it that way. I'm just, I prefer my solitude. You know, I prefer being locked in with my wife and me and her pursuing God and our kids pursuing God with us. And so that is my preference. And so if, if that's my preference and that's how, you know, God's revealing himself to me and showing himself to me, and that's how I'm going to continue to pursue him until he tells me to do something differently. Um, if he doesn't tell me to do it different, then I'm not going to. Right. Well, it's like I was telling somebody um, the other day, we were talking, and I she had, she had made the comment that, um, you know, I she thought maybe I wasn't, um, that I had kind of separated from her for a reason, like something that me and her had previously talked about or something. And I told her, I said, no, I said, God had told me that I had already dumped everything that I could dump 
on you in that moment and that I had to just back up and just let you process. And I said, and so that's what I was doing. I said, and in that I was being fed, I was being refilled because I had dumped so much on you. And it honestly had helped this individual, um, build herself and build her, um, herself mentally and spiritually in a way that she couldn't have been able to do it on her own but because I had separated at the same time it had helped her realize hey you know she this person's human too even though I have put you she had even said this to me she said even though I had kind of put you guys on this pedestal it's good to know that you guys are human too and you guys struggle with the same exact things that everybody else in the world struggles with and well, sometimes and that's the thing we is don't because see they that. don't well they don't they don't see that side of us exactly you know and it's not that we've gotten good at hiding it it's because we've just learned you know I remember having a discussion with someone one time and I just came clean with them I said you know I said there's just I have a process you know I I have a small circle and I take those things to those people in my circle. And everybody wants to be in the circle until they realize what the circle really is. And the circle is just work. It is prayer, it's fasting, and it's reading the word. And that is it. It is yeah. all it's ever been. You know, there's not room. You know, people people want to enjoy us at this entertaining level, but they don't understand that, you know, when they break past all the entertaining stuff, you know, and they get past us at that level and they get deeper with us, they realize while you guys haven't <laughs> yeah. said anything to each other in like four hours, all you guys have sat in there and do is pray and, re and your kids are doing it. You know, it's weird to them, you know, because yeah. that's like, you know, we'll spend four or five hours doing that and then we'll come out and then we might conversate for a little while and then we'll go back in. Mm -hmm. You know, well, actually, some people, some people don't even know this, but I do feel like I just, it would be just, I want to share this and I'm not sharing this to brag. I just want to share this. You know, our weekends here in our home are, generally quiet there is not a lot going on we are praying and reading and sometimes we're fasting in those times it just depends on where that you know where that falls um it's to seek god right and then people get around us and want to spend more time around us but they don't understand the only reason you it's not necessarily maybe yeah you like us but you're attracted to the anointing mm -hmm. you're attracted to how god um, exuberates himself out of us. You know what I'm saying? That's what people become attracted to, and they don't even realize it sometimes. Right. And so I think really what we're nailing down here is, as we've talked about honoring God in all of these various areas, if I had to put a title on this, I would say honor God in the process. Right. You know, except that that you are, you're saved while being saved. You 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 grow glory to glory. You move chapter to chapter, page to page, line upon line, precept upon precept is what it said in Isaiah. So you have to give God room to let you grow. You are full of potential, but it's wasted if you don't let God do something with you. It's wasted if you don't give God room in all of the areas we've talked about, all of them. And I mean well, all of like them. Like I told you before the podcast, uh, the I was watching um, this guy, his name's David Wagner, and he was on um, Todd White's podcast that he had released today, and he had said, he had made a comment, he said, misuse and abuse cause people to think they're of no use, and it just, that, what you're talking about right there is exactly what he was talking about in his, in his podcast, and I think that's kind of crazy how we're talking about the same exact, near, not the exact same thing, but 
you know, we're on that same level right there with, you know, a lot of the times people just, they lay these things down and they don't, they don't know how to pick it up. You know, they don't know how to move on. They don't know how to, they don't know how to get in there and do these things. And I think it's just amazing that there's some people out there that are teaching them like, you know, that God gives us the wisdom to help guide these people on how to build that relationship with Christ. Because I, I even said it to a girl today. I said, you know, I don't have religion. I have a relationship. I said, so when you ask me what my religion is, I'm going to tell you, I have a relationship with the father through the son, Jesus Christ. And I, it enables me to walk in the power of the Holy ghost. And most people after that, they just kind of like, okay, like, you know, well, because everybody wants spiritual enlightenment. They don't, they don't understand, you know, this is the thing. People were made, humanity was made to worship. Right. And the problem is, is we don't understand what it is that we worship. Paul on Mars Hill, you know, I preached this, what, just a handful of weeks ago. We was out Sunday evening or afternoon. I was preaching this. And I told them, I said, you know, I don't think Paul, Paul said you ignorantly worship. He said, I come across a superscription that was written to the unknown God. He said, and it is this God that I'm here to tell you about. He said, but you've ignorantly worshipped him. And I don't think in that moment that Paul was necessarily mad at these people. He was hurt mm -hmm. because they had absolutely no understanding or concept about this, this unknown God that they're trying to worship. They have no clue who he is. You know, um, they understood aspects of who he was, but they didn't understand who he was. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think I th we are designed by nature to worship. Well, and sometimes so we will we... gravitate towards, like what you just said, somebody put us on this pedestal that they had really no business putting us on, but they put us on this pedestal. Not that there was, you know, yes, there's something wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? Because you almost would create, if you're not careful, you'd almost create an idol um, out of that, you know what I mean? It's just like this, you know, you got to be careful about how you put uh, your pastors and things like that and, you know, prophets and evangelists and all these different people who work in these hot spots in the ministry, you know, uh, a lot of the people, you know, God says, if you will work, and, and you know, what Jesus said, he said, if you ask your father for things quietly and, you know, you pray in your closet or whatever, then in open, God will, will reward you. I'm kind of paraphrasing that, but he said he'll, op he'll reward you openly. Right. You know what I'm saying so when you see some of these ministers and some especially some of the ministers that me and you're following around or dealing with or whatever, you know, you see them on these large platforms, it's because there is a private time and there's a there's a private place that they're getting before God and they're just letting God be who God is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're taking time. Most ministers leave the ministry uh because they stop studying for themselves and they're only studying to prepare a message. Right. They're ran down so ragged, you know. Um, you know, Amber's even gotten mad at me a couple of times because like, she'll be wanting to talk ministry stuff. And she's like, and I'll be like, you know what? I just, I physically and mentally cannot take it anymore. Like, I don't want to do anything like That's that. That's typically the other way around. It but. does happen the <laughs> other way around, but it's happened both ways. It has. It but has been both ways. Here lately, it's been me that's been too tired. Well, and, and that's that is that is your natural mind it is saying i've had i you know and that's the thing is because like i i remember one time pastor was telling us a story about how they used to have scheduled their vacation around these big churches and he got himself in trouble with pastor dozer because pastor dozer's like look 
when you're going on vacation, you're, you're going supposed on to vacation. rest, right? You know, you don't have to That's grab like, church in the middle of that. I was coming out of children's church because I, I sometimes help in the children's church, and I was coming out of the little kids' room the other day, and my my friend was talking to me, and she's talking to me down the hallway and stuff, and I'm just like completely checked out, zoned out. My brain ain't there no more, just gone. And like I had to text her and apologize because I wasn't trying to be rude and I wasn't trying to ignore her and I really wasn't my my brain was just in sensory overload because here I am trying to teach these kids and sing songs with them and keep them you know entertained and that stuff and you don't some people don't realize how much it takes out of you they spiritually it it's it's like a it's like a mental exhaustion almost, but then you have to go home and then you have to refill that. Don't just sit in that, that yeah. exhaustion. Well, you, you remember we went, and we went with pastors one time and did a marriage seminar down in Berlin, Ohio. Oh yeah. And you want to talk about being drained. Oh yeah. You know, when you've really presented yourself to God and you've really been used, um, man, I'm telling you what, there's, there's tired and then there's Holy ghost tired. Oh Yeah. Because until you've been a vessel that's been wore out by the Holy Ghost, you ain't been wore out. I don't care. Look, I can physically, you know, it's funny because I work with some guys and they'll make jokes about, you know, us not working hard enough and stuff like that. We're always we're always ragging each other about this stuff. And so uh, I had one guy say something to me one time. He goes, boy, he's like, I'll work circles around you. And I just kind of looked at him. I was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I was like, you ain't capable of working circles around me. I can't even keep up with you. You'll- and he just kind of <laughs> looked at me. But, you know, like, you know, and I work for a city. You know, we have our days where we're not we're not as active as what everybody thinks we are. Then we've got days where, you know, we hate our lives. Right. <laughs> we don't want to be here anymore. But, you know, I mean, we have our days. But um, see, people who don't know Logan don't know that he is an overworker. Well, see, he will work say, himself see, until he can't work. Well, I was about to say, see, now he doesn't know me like that. He doesn't <laughs> know that after I get done doing everything I do at work, I come home and then I work and then yeah. I work and work and work. And then on the weekends I'm working, I take days off of work so I can go and work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I am always, you know, I don't just say I'm a busy body or tell people I'm busy for the fun of it. I'm, no. I'm, you know, I'm doing things, you know, and now that's even doubled because we're doing this ministry thing full time for ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're actively building, like we're, we just talked about today, you know, or uh, we're recording day, not today when you guys hear the release, but you know, we were discussing about trying to implement a program for the nonviolence seminar so we can get right. into schools and start dealing with kids and start dealing with that at that level. You know, people do that kind of stuff and then they only do it for a season and they give it up, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to list the, the amount of things that we've got our hands in right now, but I'm just telling you guys, you know, we're doing this full time as if, as if we're doing this as working a job and we ain't seeing a dime for it, you know, and that's not mm. the point. We really truly just have a heart towards these things. Right. And so we're just pursuing God in those things. So then people get upset. They want to spend time. They can't trust the process of God and they want to hang out with us and they want us to give them just as much time as the next person. It's like, I have no time to give you. Right. You know, and then they feel left out and it's not ever been the intention. It's because what free time we have belongs to each other and it belongs to God. I was about to say it's it's a small but mighty group. And I remember a conference that we had sat in on and he had said something about how small groups make big moves. 
And he was talking about that. And that's where we're at right now. We're a small group, but we make big moves. And then God had pointed something out to me one day as I was reading because I was really bummed out about that because me and you both were like, oh, I wish I could get more volunteers. I wish I could get more people to help. I wish we could get more people to come in and step in and do these things. But at the same time, we're thinking, you know, um, it, we didn't we didn't sit we didn't stop to think, you know, that um, it only took. 12 people to flip the whole world upside down there was only 12 disciples that came in and helped christ and that were following christ and that were doing the things that um he he you know had them to do so that was something that god had showed me was that you know it took 12 to turn whole entire world upside down well was it just this past weekend we were preaching and i said something about that I got I a discussion know. about 12. I remember preaching something about the 12 because, yeah, you're right. It only took 12 to flip yeah. the world upside down, you know, and, and we think, you know, we get frustrated when, you know. We uh, don't have 50. Yeah, 60. you got 50, 60 people showing up for something. You put all this time and it sucks because there is that it, natural it aspect of it. You know, you put a lot of work into things, you know, and and just like, you know, last year, like. The people who volunteered with us last year, man, not only did they sacrifice themselves physically, but they oh, sacrificed goodness. themselves financially. They sacrificed mm -hmm. everything. And and you know, I think you God definitely paid back though in ways that the world couldn't. I, I've seen uh, in each of their lives, I've seen a huge blessing that was just poured out on each of them. And, and, and no, I agree with that, you know, and I believe that God, you know, we we sow into those things. You know, I've heard so many pastors and preachers tell us. You know, I'll, okay, if you're having trouble, sow more seed. Sow more seed. And I'm telling you what, there you go. There's another financial I nugget. was about to say. Sow more and, seed. And it's <laughs> it doesn't always have to be a financial seed. I've learned that. And that was something that I had literally just grasped because God has been using me more and more because I, I didn't grasp that fully until, honestly, this past week. Because I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I don't work. I don't really make a whole lot of money with my crochet stuff. But at the same time... God was showing me there's other ways you can sew. And I wasn't fully grasping it until this week when I'm going to this grocery store and I was getting groceries. I had seen this girl and there was just something on her that I, that reminded me of me. And God spoke to me and he said, she's depressed. Tell her she's not insignificant. And I was like, okay. So I did. And she goes, she started crying. She said, you don't understand how bad I needed to hear that. And in that moment, God had showed me, he said, this is what I was talking about, sowing into other people's lives. You're sowing. And and then, like I was telling you about today, and I got all kinds of excited because God had used me for that. And I was just so excited to be able to be that vessel that he could use. Well, and that's and that comes out of, and I believe that was Second Timothy that came out of, and it says being a vessel, if a man would purge himself of these things, he'd be a vessel that's meat for the master's use. Absolutely. There are things that you've got to see, like what we just talked about. You know, trusting God and honoring God in the process. And, and everything that we've talked about through this series has been a nugget that has literally opened a doorway up of areas that you have to clean up in your life if you want to fulfill that scripture. You've got to clean those things out of your life because if you want, you know, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I started cutting certain things out of my life and making more time for God, establishing better prayer patterns and doing all these different things. And now people are dropping around me like flies. And I'm not saying that in a boastful way. I'm saying that because I became a vessel that was meat 
for the master's use. And that never stuck out to me more the way that it did when, when Brother Chris came and the deposit that he left, not just on the church, but on us as right. a couple and stuff like that. That scripture just came alive to me in a whole different way. If I want to be used by God in miraculous ways, I have to learn to submit myself and die daily to I my was flesh about to so say, that way. Because there's so many people that ask me, well, how do you walk in these things? How do you get to where you're at? How do you do this? How do you do this? You have to put in the work. You have to read. You have to study. You have to pray. talked about this Sunday. I preached that Sunday. I told him, I said, you know, I was talking about, I'm going to share this and we're going to come into a close. But I was talking about there was a brake line that needed to be fixed on my car. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to do all of them, but this one was giving me particular issues because there was an issue with my tire. And if I took the lug nut off, it would snap the stud off. And I knew it because I'd already tried to take it off. And I knew if I took it off the rest of the way, it was going to break the stud. And immediately, you know, I came home that Sunday after church. I only had a couple hours before we were going to have to take off. And I was like, okay. I was like, I got to get this thing off. And so I just snapped the stud. And I had spent three hours the night before trying to work on this brake line and put this brake line back on from behind. Called a professional mechanic, and he said, the only way you're going to put that thing back on is by taking the tire off. I said, I can't take the tire off. He goes, why can't you take it off? I said, because if I do, it'll snap the stud. He goes, oh, that's the only way I know you can do it. He said, it has to come off. You have to separate that line and tighten it all back up and then put it back in on the caliper. And I was like... Okay, and I spent three hours looking for an alternative way around that. I spent almost $100 in tools looking for an alternative way to do that when the only way to get this thing done was to snap the stud on the, on the, on the tire. And so I'm already running around on like three out of four tires with four lug nuts on each one that has supposed to have five. So I've already got some issues there. And so I'm dealing with this, and after I broke this lug nut off there, I heard God speak to me. He said, you're going to go in and you're going to preach on you can't do things half-hearted and you can't do half let me rephrase that it was you can't do things halfway in the kingdom right just like i couldn't halfway do that tire that tire had to come off that was the only way that job it took me 10 minutes and i put that thing back on there and i was driving it and so 10 minutes versus three hours there's no half doing things in the kingdom You want to walk in power and authority? We've given you guys great tools through this series to really start looking at these things. Go back and listen to them. Don't just listen to these things once. There are so many nuggets and so much that God's dropping in these things. I go back and listen to these things every single week, and I'm baffled by some of the stuff that comes out of it because I don't even realize half of what we're talking about until until we get to the end of it. And then I get listening, and I'm like, ooh, that was good. I do that with my devotions. I'll read them when they come out. I like that. That that, was good. That was talking. And so as we're doing this, I just want to let you guys know, you guys can go back and you guys can listen to this stuff and you guys can get more out of it. I promise you it will come alive to you in a new way. And you will get great tools to honor God with. You'll get great aspects of this that you need to step into and that you can step into, I should say, that will give you really, really good foundational things to start really cleaning your life up in these areas. And, and, and I'm encouraging you to do so. You know, go after these things. Go after stuff that God wants you to go after. Do not be afraid. Not everybody deserves to have access to your life. But the people you do give access to your life, they have to learn to to respect and honor the fact that there are, you know, God comes first. You know, if you're married and you have single friends, uh, I'm telling you now, um, your wife and your children and God come first. 
before any of your friends. That it has to be that way. It just like for her, it works the exact same way. Wife, if you're out running around with all your, you know, your friends, your single friends, your married friends, and you're leaving your husband at home, uh, and and you know he's going and working twelve hour days and 10, 12 hour days and coming home half to deal with the kids, so you can go out and run around. I'm not saying that you can't go out and enjoy yourself. I'm just saying there has to be balance in how you do those things because if not, one of you is going to run the other one down. And you're going to tear each other down more than you're going to do anything. And if and if you're a single person, you know, and you've got married friends or if you've got other single friends and stuff like that, yes, iron sharpens iron. Yes, relationship is supposed to be there. But you have to learn to honor the process of God. You know, what you're attracted to in those people and what you want to obtain in those people, you can't obtain through those people. You have to obtain it through God. And like I said, through this whole series, we've given everybody really, really good tools, I feel, that would be good things to step into and really look at these things at a deeper level. And, you know, we're throwing these things out here and you guys are hearing us talk about it like, wow, this is, this, I never thought about it this way. Well, you know, we didn't either. You know, that come from prayer, that come from time in the Word, that come from praying in the Holy Ghost, that come from spending time with God and God gave us revelation about those things. And, and some of that stuff was experience. You know, some of those things come straight out of the Holy Ghost, you know. You just have to really get in there and do it Even for if you don't understand it at first. Like, that was a big one for me. I didn't understand it. But if you continue to pray, God, give me understanding. Please give me, you know, just give me understanding that I would understand what I'm reading. Because even though you may not understand it, your, your spirit is literally soaking it up mm -hmm. like a sponge. And then in a moment that you need it the most, it's going to be there. And it's going to hit you. And you're going to be like, I read that once. Well, you know, something, and I'll, I'll close with this, you know. We've really talked about it to this tonight is honoring God in the process. And the process of God is what refines us. And so, you know, we've given this whole series has given people tools. It didn't quite go the way I'd hoped I thought it was going to go. I actually really thought we was going to bring some extra pastors in and we was going to do some more work on this. But, you know, I feel like, you know, Amber and me a handful of weeks ago was talking about you know, maybe this needs to come in. She was really thinking we could change into something different. I was like, no, I said there was really some things I really wanted to touch, um, you know, uh, especially in politics and dealing with. Uh, Can I say something to that? What? Okay, so you're talking about that. And I was actually, like I told you earlier, I was listening to this uh, this preacher. She was talking about how um, people expected Jesus to come into the world a specific way mm -hmm. and how they had planned this whole thing out. And because when he came a different way, they didn't believe it was him. So I thought it was kind of funny how you were talking about how you had this expectation for this podcast to go the way that the specific way, but God had taken a completely different direction. Well, and it, it's no, it's, it wasn't just that it went the way that I expected it to go. We covered the topics we covered, but I thought there was, people that were going to be coming alongside us and joining in with us to do it. Not that it wasn't that I hadn't invited these particular individuals. Um, but you know, I just, I needed to, to do what God told me to do. You know what I mean? And, and, and if I didn't get direction from God, you know, that's, and that's the, that's the whole thing with ministry. You know, you can't just go out and do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's all kinds of things I thought me and you was going to be doing in these last year or so. Uh, and none of that turned out to be, what we're doing even now. So, yeah. So, and that's the problem though, is because people don't want to trust the process. They want things the way that they think it should be. And the reality is, is God does not care about your pride or your ideas. Um, God loves you, but it's his will. 
even Jesus understood that concept. It's his will. So I'm going to go ahead, and if you're listening to us um, today, and uh, um, I just want to encourage you that you can reach out right where you're at, and you can ask God to get involved. And so what I want to do is I want to lead you guys, if, if you you know, if you're listening to us and you're not saved, whatever that situation may be, I want to give you an opportunity. I just want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, that you would reach in and you would remove me from the grasp that Satan has on me. From this day forward, I will live for you and I accept Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. And I thank you for it and give you the praise for it in Jesus' name, amen. So if you've said that, we want to know about that. You know, you can reach out to us at our email and on Facebook. And uh, I tell you what, we're looking forward. We're going to just jump into, we'll have a few weeks of some general conversations. And then you guys be looking. We're going to be throwing out some um, new advertising and that kind of stuff on our page. Uh, and hopefully get the website out there. Super excited about that. You guys will be able to check that out. Um, and, and, you know, we'll be ready to jump into this next thing and this next series. So uh, I hope this blessed you. I hope that this, you know, if you guys have questions, reach out to us, ask us about it. You know, we're not afraid to sit down and have conversation about it, um, you know, and but we just, we're not going to tolerate, obviously, people just being super belittling, super hateful about it. And, you know, if there's things you don't agree with, don't agree and just disagree very silently, you know, uh, just like we have to do. So, uh all jokes aside, you know, we really hope you guys enjoyed this series and we're ready to jump into the next thing. And so, uh, you know, we just want to thank you guys for it. And we, uh, I'm just going to pray and get you guys out of here. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray blessing over everybody who is listening. God, I pray, Lord, that you touch their hearts. God, you tug on them for salvation. God, you bring them into a place of relationship with you. And God, that your hand would be upon them and over their lives and over every aspect of their life. God, finances, marriage, children, relationships, friendships. Uh, pastors, preachers, teachers, evangelists, apostles. God, I pray blessing and protection over them. And God, that your hand would be upon them. And Lord, we just lift you up and we thank you for it and we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You guys, enjoy. And we will be back and join in with you next week. 